0: Welcome to the Love and the Fight podcast. My name is Travis Rousinger, and we are excited to have you with us today. Relationships are all around us. They're everywhere. Healthy relationships hold the key to success in life. The best kind of relationships, they're filled with love. Whatever you're fighting for, part of why we are doing this podcast is that we want to encourage you today to fight for love. I know personally that throughout my life, I've enjoyed fighting for love, but it's been tough some days. But then other days, it's been easy, amazing, incredible. But no matter how good or bad it's been, it's been worth it. It always is. I'm joined today by my co-host, my beautiful wife, Dawn Rosinger.
1: Hey guys, thanks for joining us. Just a little background information on Travis and I. We are actually high school sweethearts, so we've been married for a little while. Along the way, we've had the opportunity to raise two amazing kids. We love Jesus, we love people, and we absolutely love encouraging marriages.
0: Hey guys, we want to welcome you back to episode seven of the Loving the Fight marriage podcast.
1: Super excited to be with you guys tonight. I can't believe it's been, this is our seventh episode. (laughs)
0: Wow, is it going fast. We're having
1: so much fun. It's
0: going fast, and we wouldn't be able to do this, wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for all of you out there that are listening, that care Mm. about marriage, but Mm -hmm. also care about your marriage. Well, today, the the title of this uh, podcast is A Miracle Your Marriage Can't Live Without. And I hope you still believe that miracles can happen. They yeah,
1: definitely can. Miracles happen every day.
0: It's a crazy time right now in our world, Don, but miracles are happening over and over and over again. And I know that Don and I have experienced several miracles, many yeah, miracles, really, over the lifetime of our marriage mm-hmm. But one that pops in my mind right away is a while back when we were probably like eight years into our marriage, we had um, ended up uh, with some debt. We had about $5,000 in debt. And we also were in desperate need of a new, not brand new, but used car. One that got really good gas mileage. We only had one vehicle. Remember that? And I was
1: stuck at home a lot. So I wanted to be able to get out of the house a little bit more. Yeah,
0: You were stuck with the kids. (laughs) And so we were trying to find our way through life. And I just remember waking up one morning and I was just talking to God and just, just having a conversation with him. And that's, what's so cool about God is that you can talk to him throughout your entire day. He goes with you wherever you go. And so I know this sounds strange, uh, but I jumped in the shower and I'm still, I'm like thinking and talking to God. And I just, at that moment, that day, this really had never happened up to that point, I don't think, but I just had the thought uh, and the words of Jesus on my mind. Mind where he says that God is our Father. And we should tell him what we need. Mm. And so I know I've told you this story, Don, but at that moment in the shower, I'm waking up. It's like six in the morning. I just told God, I said, God, we need $5,000 to get rid of this debt that we've taken on. And it was debt that came from yeah. just trying to live life. No yeah. toys, nothing like that. I was
1: that. a stay-at-home mom at that point. Then yeah. we were just kind of struggling we, financially a little bit. We had one income. Yeah, it right. was hard. And right. so I
0: remember just saying, God, help us with this debt. Remove this $5,000. And God- could you give us five thousand more beyond that to buy a car? Yeah, and we so don't want
1: anything super nice, but just enough to a car that was reliable and you know something to so I could drive throughout the day.
0: Definitely, maybe even travel with two to get good gas mileage. Yep. So I just said, God, is there any way you could give us ten thousand dollars? And again, I would not normally do that. I'm not a name it claim it, you know, prosperity gospel kind of guy, but I I just thought, boy, these are real needs. And I then I went on with my day. I dried off and, and just kind of went on with my, my week, really, even.
1: I remember that day you actually told me, you got out of the shower, and you told me that you had asked God for $10,000. And I guess I didn't have a ton of faith in that at that moment, because <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, that would be great. But how will that ever happen?
0: How's that going to happen? Yeah. So, but here's the interesting thing. About three days later, somebody picked up the phone, and they called me, and they said, Travis... Uh, we just really want to give you $10,000. And at that moment, I suddenly remembered my conversation with God in the shower. Yeah. And that was a miracle for us. We ended up getting the ten thousand. We paid off the five thousand in debt and bought a new used car and miracles, like financial miracles, uh, for us. And finances, of course, in a marriage can be a struggle. It's a struggle in many marriages.
1: Yep, all marriages definitely have struggles. And again, that ten thousand dollars is a huge miracle, but financially we 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 struggled a little bit and other we had other different struggles over our, you know, the last so many years of being married. I know our first five years of marriage, um, Travis, I think, you know, we just struggled with relationally getting along. And, we
0: did. Yeah. And and the real problem was I was super difficult to be married too. Wasn't I, Don? At times I was very opinionated and stubborn.
1: I know we've also struggled at times throughout our marriage when it just comes to intimacy. Um, and I know this is a lot of marriages struggle over that. That was something that we struggled with, especially yes early on.
0: Yeah, and and certainly uh, just uh, the expectations that can come with marriage and intimacy.
1: There, I know we were just kids. I was 19 years old when I said I do to you. You were you were 21. When we got married, we were just literally learning what it meant to be married. And we quickly learned that every marriage has struggles, but ours definitely has struggles. There's no perfect marriages and that's normal. Our marriage isn't perfect. It's never has been, and it never will be perfect. It's
0: never going to be perfect. And that's why we are loving the fight. That's why you and I, Don, are constantly putting our marriage under a microscope and really thinking that through. Yeah. I, I was, uh, as as we were kind of be you know preparing and thinking through what we were going to be talking about in this podcast, I thought of you guys, those of you that are listening, there are couples that are listening right now, and really you fall in one or one of two categories. The first category is maybe as a couple, you're in desperate need of a miracle mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's Dawn, maybe it's because a, a couple that's listening, the love is gone. Yeah. The marriage has grown cold or, or maybe there's been betrayal, adultery or addiction. The di- addiction is like the, the absolute focus of the marriage and it's sucking the the resources and the life out of the marriage. Or maybe you've just stopped trying. Yeah.
1: Maybe you've lost hope maybe you just have have given up or you want to give up and hope is gone and you cannot see that a miracle can happen within your own marriage
0: yeah and again two different types of couples listening one that you need a miracle right now or like yesterday and then there is the other category of couples listening, and that would be that you will need a miracle in your future. Yeah, Maybe yeah. you've had a perfect life, a perfect marriage, but one day you're, you're going to get a curveball dealt to you. Every marriage has this happen, and it could come in the form of a job loss, mm-hmm. which certainly finances can be difficult on a marriage, but, but suddenly when there's a loss of one of the incomes, wow, that's difficult or maybe it's a a medical condition or a, a physical issue or maybe even some family problems the list goes on and on yes. but one day you might need a miracle and as we thought about miracles as we thought about the miracle that happened to us just that that basic story that really was kind of a game changer for us with our finances and as a married couple you know we were thinking about miracles one of the greatest miracles for your marriage is probably not at all what you would think don't don't you agree don
1: yep i agree i think when we think of miracles we we think of it in a different way with marriage but i honestly think that the greatest miracle is this it's dying to your own selfishness and demands when you die to yourself you become a nicer person that is focused on meeting the needs of your spouse first instead of your own needs and that would take a miracle that it's possible, but to be able to die to your own selfishness and demands, that is the greatest miracle ever.
0: And again, that, that might not have been what you were thinking we were going to say in terms of the greatest miracle. But I think of one couple in particular where they're both very, you know, making demands on one another on a daily basis. And I, I just thought, what if they woke up tomorrow and they they both made the decision to die to their own mm-hmm. selfishness? That in and of itself would be an incredible miracle. You know, Don, the other day you looked out the window and I know you saw me. I was, I'm kind of into my grass, my lawn right now. And I was out there. I had a whole huge bag of seed and we had some bare spots in our backyard. Yeah. And so I was kind of digging around in the dirt and I was- It had
1: rained a lot. And it wanted, had. You wanted to plant some seeds.
0: Absolutely. So I kept grabbing fistfuls of Lots seed of seeds. and I was throwing it all over these bare spots And the the thought kind of occurred to me that when you think about a seed, you throw them on the ground. But it's interesting because there's a lot of risk involved when it comes to seeds, right? I mean, they could get blown away. They could get eaten by birds. They could get washed away because it rains too much. Yet here's the interesting thing. It's in the letting go. It's in the, the trusting that something better can come when we loosen our grip. That's when the possibility of new life springs mm. forward. And, and so as you think about seeds and just even this idea of marriage, let's go a little deeper with seeds. Seeds seem like they're dead and in a way they are. Yeah. They're dead. They they're not like, like much. growing, no. right? But, it, but then at the same time, there's this dormant life, this Potential for life to just explode and to spring forward. I mean, think of a seed. How one little seed could eventually end up creating an entire orchard of trees, and that would be a natural miracle. And so, what would that look like in marriage? What is that seed in your marriage? And really, what we're talking about today, when we think about the the ultimate miracle for your marriage, that seed would be the death of selfishness, yeah. of yeah. your selfishness. And I, I kind of compare a seed, Don, to a 300-year-old oak tree. You probably have some trees outside your house or at a neighborhood park. And, and when you kind of compare a little seed to a 300-year-old oak tree, if you think about it, the tree is waiting to die. But the seed is waiting to flourish, and to bring new life. Mm, So what does your marriage look like right now? Is your marriage an old oak tree waiting, ready to die, or is it a seed? Is your marriage ready to spring to life? Today's episode is sponsored by Goddess Creative Co. They specialize in wedding and event photography and videography. Goddess Creative Co. believes in turning the biggest moments in life into memories that you'll never forget. They're devoted to giving their time, talent, and emotional energy to give their clients a product, experience, and memory that achieves an unforgettable experience. Visit goddessphotography.co for more information. And there's something powerful uh, about that concept. And really, here's what we're trying to drill down to is, is saying... I'm going to wait till my spouse gets what they want first, then I can be fulfilled later. That's what we're talking about the death of selfishness. Yeah. Probably one of the greatest miracles that can happen to a marriage. And when we do this, when we position ourselves good you know ourselves second or last, good things can happen, but especially uh, for our marriage and and really an expo- explosive growth can begin to take place. And it's in that moment of waiting kind of like a seed that you plant an orchard of love in your marriage relationship that ends up producing uh, so much fruit later on in your marriage. And we know that Jesus talked about seeds. He
1: did. He, he called us to die to ourselves, to stop fighting for our own way. And, you know, honestly, I, I'm i not really that good at this. I, I know it's, it's I struggle in this area. I, I blow it a lot. You know why? Because I want things, this is one example, I want things to be done on my own timetable I if I get focused on a project or cleaning the house or getting a you know to-do list done I want it done right then and right there and I put those demands on you and like no matter what you're doing if you're just sitting relaxing or if you're doing your own project I want you to stop doing what you're doing and I want you to do what I want you to do
0: and I can feel that <laughs> I can feel that pressure sometimes and I'm what hangry right <laughs> like that's my biggest selfish kind of issue
1: I know I lack patience and dying to to my own selfishness is a struggle for me, but that's what I love about Jesus. He's the ultimate example. Again, he talks about seeds. In John 12, 23, it says this, Jesus replied, Now the time has come for the Son of Man to enter into his glory. I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and dies, it remains alone. But its death will produce many new kernels, A plentiful harvest of new lives. Those who love their life in this world will lose it. Those who care nothing for their life in this world will keep it for eternity. Those are such powerful words. And again, this is look at those who love their life in this world will lose it. Jesus was talking about his own death, his willingness to die for you and for me and to put us before himself. His selfishness had died a long time ago. He gave up everything. Everything. Absolutely everything for us. us.
0: What a great example, Don.
1: Yep, exactly. He He was getting at something that not only is deeply spiritual, but can also help us in our relationships. Dying to our own selfish desires and demands, dying to our own ego, and putting ourselves last actually brings us closer to God and closer to our spouse.
0: Hey friends, we'll get right back to the episode, but we just wanted to say if this podcast has encouraged you in any way, please consider sharing it on social media. Leave us a review and be sure to subscribe. We'd also love to hear from you. So feel free to leave a comment and for more information about Travis or Don Rosinger, go to LovingTheFight.com. Does it it makes us irresistible to one another? When you're constantly done just trying to knock yourself out to meet my needs and not be selfish, and Mm. I'm trying to knock myself out to meet your needs and not be selfish, man, that's like is a miracle. It's incredible,
1: and it's very difficult, but it's definitely a miracle. very,
0: very difficult, but so good. You know, the thought hit me the other day. In marriage, if you want love to last, you have to be last at being first. Mm, How often have we wanted to be first? You know, you're, you're going out to the, the grocery store line and you see somebody else getting close and you're like, ah, and and you want to, you're in a hurry. You have a full cart. Your kids are waiting. You got to get home and make, you know, supper or get things done. And, and it's that, that, okay, now I'm going to be second or I'm going to be last. Let me say that again. In marriage, if you want love to last, you have to be last at being first first, but if you think about it, that's what we all did when we first started dating is we would think about each other. I'd be like, wow, you're beautiful. You're amazing, (laughs) Don. What can I do to make you happy? And I would put you first all the time. And I was um, doing everything within my power uh, to be last at being first. So death to our own way and to selfishness really brings life to a marriage. That's what we're getting at. When we choose to die to ourselves in marriage and to our own sinful selfishness, That's when our hearts and our marriages become moldable. That's again when we become irresistible, not only as individual people but we also become more irresistible as a couple yeah, i can in my mind right now i think of this one couple i i saw them one time just screaming at each other in a parking lot <laughs> i don't know what they were fighting about we were walking by them and i thought to myself there are thousands of people around them and they are not very irresistible right now mm-hmm. they're they were kind of scary intense um, And so I think what we're trying to talk about, Don, when we talk about this this idea of a miracle, the greatest miracle in your marriage, it's kind of the concept or death of selfishness. We're really talking about the idea of a guest and a host. Yep. And Every,
1: we, we like to entertain. And we, so we know what it's like to be a guest and a host. We love to entertain.
0: Yep. It's so fun. And when we have people over to our house, Don, we put out a big spread of food. Yeah. And what do we do when it's time to eat? We want...
1: We have everyone else go in line in front of us and we want to be the last in line.
0: Yeah, it's fun to be last because you want your guests to enjoy themselves, to have a great time. And really what we're talking about in the concept of this this uh, marriage podcast episode is, is really just saying, Hey, I'm the host in my marriage. Mm. I'm going to treat my spouse like they are the guest and I'm going to let them go first all the time. And I'm going to constantly be wondering, how are they doing and, and what, to, what do they need in their lives? So just to clarify really quickly, it's not that we can't get our desires or our needs met in marriage. That is not what we're saying. You no. need to get your needs yeah, met. Yeah, you do. Yeah, absolutely. And especially from your spouse. It causes
1: a lot of frustration if your needs weren't getting met.
0: It, it would be terrible. Mm. It would be a hard marriage. Uh, it, but what, really what we're talking about, it's, it's that we need to change the view of needs getting met as a demand. To believing that when they get met it's actually a gift a gift gift that that comes only second to our desire of meeting our spouse's needs i mean let's face it we all have needs that god has placed in us which is awesome but those needs can turn into sin when we put them above our spouse or choose to demand them from our spouse
1: well i hope we haven't confused you you know what maybe we have but are (laughs) you confused yet Maybe you're thinking, why are Travis and Don calling I, death to ourselves, it, death to our own selfishness, it does a, sound mir- confusing, a miracle? Why are we it? calling that a miracle? Honestly, it's because it's only when we die that we can truly start to live and really live. And that's the miracle. Why? Because that, this doesn't come naturally. Dying to our own selfishness isn't something that comes natural, it's a miracle. It's possible though, why? How do we know? Because we have friends, we have couples that we hang out with and have in the past. They are so alive in their marriage and their life is flourishing. Why? Because they put each other first. They They have died to their own selfishness. We, I could name couples, uh, many couples who do this on a daily basis. Do they fail? Yes. Are they perfect? Absolutely not. But they, this is their goal. This yeah. is what they're shooting for.
0: They're not perfect, Don, but wow, are they fun to be around because we watch them live out their marriage and they're just constantly trying to serve one another. And it's inspiring. It's, it's really, really great.
1: Marriage expert Jimmy Evans says this. He says, the only way two things become one Is when both things sacrifice. So, Travis, the only way that we can become one is when we both sacrifice.
0: Absolutely. So we wanted to give you guys just a couple quick uh, ways, practical tips on how you can have a miracle driven marriage. Mm-hmm. And the first thing that kind of pops in our mind is this strip away all wants. In other words, ditch the consumer mentality in your marriage. I mean, so often we get into marriage and we make demands and we think, well, this marriage is all about me. But let's face it, the best marriages are when individuals who are married put the needs of their spouse first. So many fights in marriage come Mm. from the trivial wants, not Mm. needs. I mean, think about it, Don, what do you really need? Mm. Not much, right? I mean, you need water, food, sleep, clothing, housing, love, and that's it.
1: Yep, absolutely. Again, you guys were talking about a miracle-driven marriage. And this, this miracle, what is it? The greatest miracle is the death of selfishness. So how, how do we do this? How do you have a miracle-driven marriage? How about just try this, read over and over again and possibly memorize Philippians 2. It's one of the best chapters in the Bible. Talks about Jesus. Jesus made himself nothing. It literally says, Jesus made himself nothing, taking on the very nature of a servant. We need to take that and we need to apply it to our marriages. And honestly, if you need to memorize that scripture, memorize it and apply it.
0: And number three, I think we would say pray daily, asking God to allow your selfish desires to die. Literally, pray that say, God, please take my selfish desires uh, away or my selfish demands, and then pray, say, God, make me a servant, help me to see others' needs and put those first.
1: I know, and you know, another way to do this is to. To know your spouse, attend spouse university. So, like for me, it would be: I need to be the best student at the University of Travis. I need to know <laughs> your needs and your wants. If I know more about about baseball or basketball because I love sports than I do about my spouse, then there's something wrong. I need to be an expert. On Travis.
0: And honestly, Don, I just love you hearing you say that. I want you to be a student of me. And of course, I need to be a student of you. And the last thing that we wanted to give you guys just practical uh, in terms of what we're talking about here is refocus on meeting your spouse's needs. In other words, don't just have thoughts or words, but prove that you are doing this daily with your actions. You know, we we think of the word premeditated and so often that has a negative connotation and we attach it to crime. But what about premeditated love? I mean, that's awesome, right? (laughs) Anticipate the needs of your spouse before they ever present themselves to your spouse as a need. And then your spouse, because you've, you know, premeditated or anticipated those needs and met those needs, your spouse is going to love you for this.
1: So the greatest miracle is the death of your selfishness. We talk about that. So, what selfish needs uh, do you need to the need need to die in you today? Do you demand perfection? Do you always have to be right? Is it anger? Maybe you maybe have a temper, or you say things or do things when you are frustrated. Or when you don't get your own way, what are those things that need to die in you today in your marriage? I know Travis talked about in the beginning. He talked about the miracle, and he had we had prayed it for ten thousand dollars, and this is something that we thought would be impossible. How would that ever happen? But a miracle happened that day, and and you know someone had gifted us ten thousand dollars. But just think of the miracle that could happen in our marriages if we truly died to selfishness.
0: And miracles, man, they they still happen. And by the way, that's never happened a second time, but it happened once. And so it's pretty cool. Just to recap, strip away all wants. uh, Read Philippians chapter 2, maybe memorize it. Number three, pray daily asking God to allow your selfish desires to die. Number four, attend the university of your spouse. So important. Study them. And then lastly, refocus on meeting your spouse's needs. Again, we want to thank you guys for listening to episode seven of the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast.
1: If you're at a place in your marriage where you know that you need a miracle, we believe in you. We believe in miracles. Don't give up.
0: You guys got this. You can do it. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. We really enjoyed having a chance to talk through the concept of a miracle your marriage can't live without, the death of your selfishness. For more conversations about marriage and what it takes to make sure that you are loving the fight, visit us at lovingthefight.com. If this podcast encouraged you in any way, then be sure to share it with others that you love and care about through your Facebook page, Instagram, and other social media channels. Please subscribe if you have not subscribed, and please click like and leave a review. See you next time.